let's take this one step further, all right? There's also what you think of yourself in the grass is greener phenomenon. In other words, there's the saying to yourself, well, I would do so much better if I were married to so-and-so, mm. not your spouse. I would do so much better if my spouse would just fill in the blank. Now, who's in charge here? It's your life. If there are aspects of your life, your marriage, that you think would fare better under different conditions, with a different spouse, or if there was some therapy, well, for heaven's sakes, pay attention. Pay attention. Do the work. <laughs> this week... Dr. Noel Nelson joins us to discuss the grass is greener phenomenon and extends the idiom even further by providing a more profound understanding and deeper meaning to this feeling that couples can experience. You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchedmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the brilliant Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Noelle is a clinical psychologist, a consultant, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is the author of many, many, many best-selling books. Um, and I'm excited to announce that she has a new one out, uh, which is very... Uh, timely. It is, I survived COVID-19. What now? Ha- finding happiness and success in a post-COVID world. Uh, where can they get that book, Noel? At Amazon. Okay. So go to Amazon. Again, it's I Survived COVID-19, What Now? Uh, by Dr. Noel Nelson. Um, today we're going to talk, uh, oh, and I should, I guess I all should, should also mention your website uh, in case they can't remember any of this, noelnelson.com. Um, okay. So today we're going to talk about how uh, the grass is greener. Um, we've all heard this expression. Uh, the grass always looks greener on the other side, but... Uh, what we're going to talk about today is how you phrase it, which is the grass is greener where you water it. <laughs> yes, indeedy. Because you see, that's really the, uh, how would I put it? The final response or the antidote to the grass always looks greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, when you look at your neighbor's marriage or whoever else's marriage and you're comparing yours to it, yours will usually come up short. Whereas what you tend, what you nurture will grow and flourish. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to guess right off the top that uh, social media has a part to play in all of this. Yes, indeed. Whether that's comparing your life to other people's on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest or you name it, whatever social media it is, it always looks, Steve, like everybody else is living their best life. Mm -hmm. Everybody except you, that is. And 
what, what we have to remember at all times is social media is like a a string of highlights, right? right? People don't take pictures usually of their absolute misery. They take pictures of when they're smiling or happy or celebrating and stuff like that. So when you compare your nice, ordinary, daily life to that one celebratory, marvelous picture, it's not really the best use of your time, your energy, or anything else, because you will always feel like you, your marriage, your spouse are lacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's funny. I was um, I was just talking to somebody the other day about online bullying and kids in school and how what's changed is... Before it used to be that you could go to school, you would get bullied, you'd come home and the bully was gone. And to relate it to today's topic, it used to be that, you know, you'd pull into your driveway, you'd see your neighbor with the greener grass and the nicer car and the more well-kept front yard landscaping and be like, oh man. And then you'd go inside and then they would be gone. But now you get inside on your couch and then you open up your, <laughs> open up Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, and TikTok and then see like, ah, oh, damn, they're still there. And so, uh, it's, it becomes inescapable, um, if you make it available. So. And pervasive, because if you're not looking at it, your spouse is, or your kids are, or, you know, whoever you're about to uh, FaceTime with, et cetera. So, yes, you're absolutely right, Steve. It, it now enters our lives unless we really pay attention. Yeah, we ha- actively have to put it aside. We can no mm-hmm. longer just let it fade into the background. We have to, right. because, you know, for... For whether you love it or hate it, social media is a part of our world today, and it's part of our lifestyle. Uh, it's it's how we communicate. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there who communicate with old roommates and college classmates and elementary school friends, and on and on and on. And so to say like we'll just stay off social media, well, that's you know that's practical in some regards, but it's not it's not reality. It's not what people are going to do. So, um, so. Okay, comparing your marriage to what you see on social media is a true happiness killer. What else? Stepping away now from social media for a moment, paying too much attention to, generally speaking, what other people think of you, of your marriage, of your spouse, of your kids, of your response to the pandemic, of whatever, is really a bad thing. Because what other people think of you as someone famously said, is none of your business. What you need to to do is know what your values are, what makes you happy, what matters in your marriage, and leave aside. So not just in social media, but leave aside just generally what other people think of it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's good food for thought. You know, your sister-in-law may criticize something or other about your spouse, and you may think, ugh, Okay, so maybe you want to actually give that some thought, but don't be swayed by something that doesn't mm, resonate with how you see your marriage, how you love your spouse, and so forth and so on. Right. There is, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to uh, uh, just add that um, it, it's good to take in some outside feedback, but you sure. don't want it to run your life. No. And the the thing is that we are too often swayed by, uh, if you will, the passing, something something that goes by fast from Mm. the outside, as opposed to 
okay, I saw that or I heard it, but now wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me actually think about it. Mm. We have a tendency to take wholesale, just, just eat. <laughs> right. So it becomes more reactionary. Is that that would be a great way of putting it. Thank you. I wasn't doing real well with the words there. Yes, it's becoming reactionary as opposed to response, which is how you actually sit, think, and respond to something. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is actually similar in essence to comparing your marriage to what you see on social media, though, a little bit, it seems. A lot, really, so it is. Uh, it's just that we mustn't forget that although we have certainly social media is a large part of our lives. It's not all of our lives. Right. We, we do have real people as in with, you know, feet and arms and legs and the whole bit walk through our, <laughs> or that we back correspond when, with one way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Back when they could before COVID. <laughs> yes, exactly. And one day we will again. I mean, yes. you know, even if it's six, six feet for a while. Right. Um, but the thing is, is that, okay, so let's take this one step further. All right. There's also what you think of yourself in the grass is greener phenomenon. In other words, there's the saying to yourself, well, I would do so much better if I were married to so-and-so, mm. not your spouse. I would do so much better if my spouse would just fill in the blank. Now, who's in charge here? It's your life. If there are aspects of your life, your marriage, that you think would fare better under different conditions with a different spouse, or if there was some therapy, well, for heaven's sakes, pay attention, pay attention, do the work. (laughs) If there are issues, then address them. Because the thing that we sometimes forget, matter of fact, often, heaven knows I've been guilty of this one too, is who do you take with you wherever you go? Mm -hmm. Yourself. It's almost like you are a willing participant in your own relationship. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, we, we tend to think it's, oh, it's their fault or it's his fault or if he would change or if she would do it differently as opposed to, okay, there certainly may be some truth in there, but mm-hmm. there's probably also some truth in, well, what about me? What yeah. part am I playing in this? How do I contribute to this situation? It's so funny. Yeah. I, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people and, and, and therapists and whatnot, where it boils down to uh, some issue happening between a couple. And then you just ask one of the spouses like, well, did you tell, did you tell your spouse you feel these feel this way or that you would like (laughs) them to do this thing? And they're like, well, no. And it's like, well, (laughs) how do you expect it to change? Do you think they read you? Are they capable of reading your mind now? And it's like, well, no, obviously not. And it's like, so why do you think it's just magically going to get better? And so, um, yeah, it gets back to your point of you, you are the one that carries this around yourself. And so if you want change, you have to initiate it. Uh, and the, the, you know, the thing that I love about this most, honestly, is that it's empowering. Yes. It's that you, when there's something wrong that you can actually do something about it. And in this world of inequality and, and price gouging and all this, this stuff is free. You just have to initiate it. And I love that about it. And it is probably the single most empowering thing. It's also very frightening. 
because it means you have to take responsibility for your life, your marriage, mm-hmm. however you be. Yes. So for some people that is just too daunting. And yet, as we have spoken in previous podcasts, all it takes is baby steps. Mm-hmm. Just I, do one thing, one thing in, in, in honor of what you want to change and it'll start the ball rolling. Yeah. The, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you just brought up the, the scary side of things because, mm. uh, because you have to take responsibility for it because, I, you know, this is a little bit off topic, but I do feel that this is the larger problem that we have within society is nobody wants to admit that they're wrong or that mm. somebody made a mistake or that, you know, their team made a mistake. Um, because as soon as you admit that something is wrong, uh, that means you then have to take responsibility for all the things that led up to it. Um, not that it's your fault, but you have to own it and reconcile it. And then you have to do the real work, which is change, which is never I, easy. No, I think one of the most useful concepts to help people um, get past the idea of wrong, which really hits us in a difficult place, is to think more of our lives, our marriages as being in process. Because mm-hmm. that is the truth of it. The mm-hmm. truth of it is none of us are the same today as we were five minutes ago, five days ago, five years ago. None of us. Right. We are constantly changing, if only at a cellular level. But frankly, if you look at yourself five years ago and today, you've probably made some changes in your thoughts and your friendships and whatever. Yeah. So. Instead of thinking, well, I, uh, you know, darn it, I can't, I can't say I'm wrong. I mean, and then what? Is say, you, but I can say I'm in process. Yeah. So let me take responsibility for this, whatever, because I'm in process. It's an easier pill to swallow. <laughs> that is, yeah, I love that so much. I, honest to God, I the, j- just this morning I was having almost this identical conversation with a friend, and we were talking politics, and we were talking about change in America. And one of the things that I, he was talking about was like how all this radical change wants to be done and blah, 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 blah. And I was trying to point out that we've always changed and we're always in process as you're putting it. And it's antithetical to say that there has been any progress uh, whether it's personal, political, whatever it might be, professionally, without change. Like you have, change is inevitable if there is to be progress, period, end of story. And so if you want to be a better person, you have to change. You can't stay yep. the same. And yep. I, I think that's one of the things that I have personally like taken more ownership in myself and my thought process Uh, like, I feel like I've absorbed that I'm in process to your point a while back. And that really did change my perspective on things. And I now take pride in the fact that I'm not the same person and I'm, I'm glad and happy that I'm not. Right. It's very freeing. Yes. Yes. I, yes, you're right. Because when you accept that, like, not only are you in change, but even those who deny it, um, they're in change too. And when you accept that, it's not like you're wrong or bad or anything. You're in process, to your point. And um, when it becomes an inevitable, there's no shame in that. And in yeah. fact, when you embrace it, then it becomes an empowering factor. So, 
Yes, indeed. Um, okay, so this all leads us to the very insidious thing that uh, thing we do that most often is what leads us into this grass is greener phenomenon, which is which is holding on to old grudges or grievances, which is the ones that you or your spouse or both bring up in every argument. We all have them. We all do it. But frankly, that's absolutely toxic for your marriage, for your physical health, for your mental health. It's it's not going to do you any good whatsoever. But that's where the grass and greener thing happens most, because there you are holding on to that argument you had about how to name the dog three years ago, <laughs> you know, and it's just, you just never quite let go of it because it's not big enough to, you know, have a big hoo-ha about. But on the other hand, it bugs you every time you call the dog. And so you look over to your neighbors or you look onto Facebook or whatever and you go, well, they don't have that issue. Mm. I mean, I mean, come on, they're, they're so much better than we are. Look at that, that kind of thing. So old grudges are the thing you want to absolutely bring out of the closet, up to the surface, out from under the carpet, however you want to think of it, (laughs) but into the light (laughs) and deal with, deal with, deal with, deal with. Now, sometimes that's something you do all by yourself, like with the dog. Um, Sometimes it's something that requires, as we've said umpteen times, a conversation with your spouse. Sometimes it's, you know, turning to your faith or a mentor or whatever. But Grudges, old grudges, grievances, the ones you bring up over and over again are absolutely lethal and will lead to the grass is greener. Mm -hmm. So when when you say you bring them up into the light, are these things that you then let go of? Are these things that you reconcile? Are these things that you work through all of the above? All of the above. Okay. Because it just depends on what it is. Right. Okay. You know, there's big ones and little ones. There's some that, that, that happened three days ago, but for, we're really talking about the ones that happened three years ago, 30 years ago. Right. That you just will not release. Right. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's very interesting about grudges. Sometimes you're not holding on to them because you're still mad at the person, at your spouse. Mm-hmm. You're holding on to them because it, they've been so, with you for so long mm-hmm. that they just feel like part of the identity of the relationship. Yes. Yes. That's the thing. Uh, and I think that, um, again, to make it, again, bringing it out a little bit broader, I think that is what is the biggest hangup for so many people is you begin, you begin to make your identity the stance that you have taken. Right. Um, and then if you address it, then you start to, then you have to ask yourself, well, then who am I? Because that Correct. has been my identity this whole time. Correct. Yes. Um, and one final follow-up really quick is this has all been me, I personal. Um, what if you see this is happening with your spouse? Do you just tell them to listen to this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) If you see this happening with your spouse, you know, I, I usually prefer a conversation than you will listen to this podcast, Um, which is, you know, I'm confused or I've been wondering, you know, preface it as we as really works best with an I statement and then see if you can't gently open the conversation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Yeah. Um, 
before we wrap this one up, uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? To remember that the reframe on the grass is greener is the grass is greener where you water it. Right. So if you want your marriage to thrive, then for heaven's sakes, water it. Pay less attention to everybody else's and take care of your own. I love it. I'm a sucker for a great metaphor. So (laughs) I love it. Um, Well, thank you so much, Noelle. This is always insightful and it is always a pleasure to speak with you. So thank you so much. Thank you. And before we go, I do want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who just released her new book, I Survived COVID-19, What Now? Finding Happiness and Success in a Post-COVID World. You can find it on Amazon. You can also uh, link to it from her website, uh, noellenelson.com, where you'll be able to find it. Uh, She, of course, is a clinical psychologist, a consultant, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad when we're not banned from the rest of the world. Uh, She is also the uh, author of many best-selling books. Uh, Her most recent um, relationship one is... What's your most recent relationship one? Your man is wonderful. Your man is wonderful. That's right. Your man is wonderful. And uh, after that, before the I Survived COVID-19 was um, Happy Healthy Dead, uh, why what you think you know about aging is wrong and how to get it right. Um, you can find all this information on her website, noelnelson.com. And of course, we link to it on our website, hitchedmag.com, where you will find thousands of articles, uh, the entire archive of our podcast. And as I like to recommend, uh, our weekly newsletter that goes out, it's free. It goes out on Monday evening and it takes about 30 seconds to sign up for. So hopefully you check that out. And with that, we will wrap this up until next time. Take care, everybody. And it's about you. Explode! We're on top of the world.